0: What up, Fanbros? bros. This is Tatiana King Jones, and on this episode of Fan Bros Show, we welcome Miss Kelly Sue DeConnick, comic book writer extraordinaire.
1: And we have a very special edition of this week in the N word. Plus, we debate on Terrence Howard's
2: new maps.
1: Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle.
2: and welcome internets to another episode of fan Fan Bros. bros the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent it's your boy dj ben hameen aka quantum leech AKA Big Black Africa AKA Lucius Liono in the building in the spaceship tonight on the Voice of the Urban Geek and I am joined by
0: returning triumphantly Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, <laughs> also known as the Aurora of the Spaceship, the Stiletto Stunner, the Black Russian, the Black Rogue, Flex Luthor, and not Jay Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, thanks, Jay Smooth, for, for uh, pulling in for me. Appreciate it, dog.
2: Even though we completely wasted his appearance on the episode. Right. Of course, yeah, episode I was ever. <laughs> Worst episode ever. Yeah, I got you, doggy. Yeah. I got you. Boy, them comment section is rough these oh. days. And sitting in the third seat, returning fresh new socks on as always,
1: Chico Leonidas. Yes. This
2: is Fan
3: Bros. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who are you kicking into the hole, though? Is the question. <laughs> <laughs> is the question. Who's he kicking into the airlock? Right. <laughs> that's what you do. Well, that's right, folks. This is Fan Bros. Show, the voice of the urban geek, and I am Lucius Lionel, And boy. My namesake this week as I mean... Yo,
0: what the fuck is wrong with Terrence Howard, bro? <laughs> Yo, I just, like, Let's just start that. Uh, we,
2: we're just going to start... Well, I mean, I guess we're going to waste no time on this episode. <laughs> we got big guests and all that, but, you know, we'll get to that later, because right off the bat, Lucius Lyon this week came out with a Rolling Stone profile <laughs> that was one of the greatest reads of my profile? life.
0: Profile? You mean exercise and in insanity? Like, like sorry,
2: what? You know, sorry, DJ Older. Sorry, um... Juno Diaz, you know, I love your books, but, man, this Rolling Stone profile. (laughs) It was lit. It was so lit. It was amazing. Like, I mean, I was just sitting there reading it and wondering, like, when did the interviewer be like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of here. Now,
0: you know how sometimes when interviewers interview people who are are notorious and you could tell when they're embellishing or trying to make it crazy? like the person didn't even you could tell because the person literally said like real random stuff like they
2: walked to the left of the room yeah.
0: because it was so lit the way Terrence did stuff like he's, he's I don't even want to say crazy yo cuz that's that's I don't
2: know he's amazing he's on another is what level he is. he's um, on a
0: higher according to his in his words he's on a higher frequency
2: yo Terrence Howard is the new math and for those who didn't <laughs> read his, <laughs> the, <laughs> the article Terrence Howard has, I mean, (laughs) it's so, it's like, all right, folks, he, you know, first of all, he was, I didn't notice about him. The man went to uh, school. He was studying to be a chemical engineer, which is a very hard, you know, like. Maths. Yeah, math. The math is serious. But Terrence, at one point, developed this theory that he believes that one times one equals two, and it doesn't equal one, (laughs) and that everything we are taught because of that is wrong. And this actually led to him leaving the school because he argued with his professors over it. So that led to you know why we have Terrence Howard acting now. So it it's one of those things where I'm just like yo, like that's so incredible. It's like when somebody, uh, shout out to one of my homies who put me onto this flat Earth theory a few weeks ago, which is absolutely insane. But
0: oh, never heard of Copernicus? That that the world
2: is flat and we live on a flat world, and that it's it's we live
0: on in Minecraft
2: fuck all that. It's too terrible to even explain. But um, it was one of those things that when I first thought of when I when they was first presented me the theory I was like word. And so like for half a day I sat there and thought about it. You know?
0: <laughs> See this is the, that fake ho shit that you <laughs> that you listening to and internalizing
2: and really giving the time of day. I gave it like half a day. I can't lie. I gave Terrence Howard's new math like maybe about five minutes before I was like yo this is so out. Cause, no
0: and, like I said it's so intriguing when you read because like I said the, the writer himself or herself sorry it, it it's not making any generalizations about anything. They're not. They're not even like glossing over minute Mm-mm. details. But the minute details are so incredible, y'all. Y'all gotta read this. Yeah, you
2: gotta read it because it talks about Terrence Howard and his. Uh, I guess she's his ex-wife now, and which don't they-
0: make no sense because in the article, it's his ex-wife. But in the article, they was together talking about they married.
2: Yeah, but they were. It, it said that they covered all that up anyway. But it talks about how they live in this Chicago penthouse, and Terrence Howard in developing this new math has her. They he said. Fourteen or fifteen hours a day. Seventeen. Seventeen. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. When the hell does he film? (laughs) Anyway, seventeen hours a day. Terrence Howard is in his apartment, cutting up shapes and plastics and like into triangles and circles, circles. dioramas and And dioramas and all kind of shadow boxes and whatnot to explain Terrence Howard's new math. And it's just like the most amazing. I was, I was just mad at the article. We didn't have pictures of it, but I, I, that's I, what I'm saying. I think that's probably Terry Tower be like, nah, nah, no photos of this. This is, you know, this is the new. This science. is secret
0: because he's not ready to release it out to the public yet.
2: Yeah, not at all.
0: Like I, like Benami said, he got. He's talking about his mass. He's talking about his his wayward history with his multiple wives and his apparently abusive.
3: Yeah,
2: I
0: didn't know man. that either. I mean, how I did you
3: not know, he he was know at, that he's been arrested that's, six that's times? What I'm that's i That's the main <laughs> like,
1: about I
0: don't know what article
1: you read. I read an article about a dude who beats women <laughs> serially. <laughs> And doesn't seem to get in trouble for it. He like we talk about Bill Cosby, so Bill Cosby <laughs> assaulted forty-three more women than 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 Terrence Howard. Like, I mean, they no. threw him off Iron Man because he was such a nut job. I oh, mean, I know. He's
2: he's this that guy. That was is, a great part of the interview. No, too. I know, I know. He but, said he called up Robbie. Right, Robbie Downey Jr.
0: <laughs> but you know what? Um, he but, also he also and t- the article he also talks about how he, as much as he's a quote-unquote movie star, he's also broke, considering that most of his wages are garnished because of. His ex-wife and the fact that her settlement and I mean all if all you beat
2: six different women, right. sorry, that's Terrence. where it's going. Yeah, that's
1: made why he's cutting to- plastic and paper because he's got no money to go out. <laughs> <laughs> he can't he
2: can't go to a play or to the movies. <laughs> They're like, Where'd you get that money? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Word up, it's on uh Rolling Stone. Please check out this interview. Terrence Howard's new math. It's amazing. Like I mean, it was just one of those things. Like, cause I am such a big fan of Terrence Howard. Like, I just think he is one of the most like ridiculous actors ever. And like after the whole Jamie Foxx takedown of him, I can never look at him the same way. Main.
0: Wait, wait, wait. I got it. Can we? Can I just close out with the quote from his wife?
2: Yes, please, please
0: do it. Um, she says we have an amazing connection, but I mean, he's not perfect. He doesn't do the dishes. He doesn't cook. He doesn't lift a finger. I probably leave him about 30 times a month.
3: Six <laughs> once a day. He, yeah. It ain't
0: done. He's so selfish. But you know, he didn't have much of a childhood. It was difficult for him being picked on and bullied all the time. We don't have a normal life. In our two years together, I've only gone to restaurants with him two or three times. We've never been in the supermarket together. We've never been in the movies. I've never gotten a gift from him. Never, never.
2: Never, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Howard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the new math is in effect. Terrence Howard, man, aside from the beaten women, dog, you are, like, becoming one of my personal heroes, bro. You're you're moving up there with Jaden Smith right now. I mean, you know, Jeez. the, ba- the beaten women, I cannot – I, I cannot f with you. Yo, Jaden don't,
0: don't put his hands on nobody. No, that's on mean. No, hell so. no, that's why Jaden's the man.
1: On oh, on oh, one of them in defending himself, he was like, "Yeah," but she was trying to mace me. Yeah, and it's like, yo, why is your wife <laughs> no, using mace on Jesse. you? But not just he
0: said that he said she was trying to mace him, and then he was just swinging wildly. Right, <laughs> just right trying to stop right. it. Like there right? were like
1: kids and grandmas <laughs> around, said, and he's he just said, <laughs> punching
2: randomly. He, he said
0: verbatim, "I wasn't trying to hit her, right. but I was swinging for whatever the mace was coming." Terrence
2: Howard is like that parody of the slap where the dude is sitting they're slapping yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. He's just wildly swinging. He's the, he's the humor
0: personification her. of the slap. It's just dope he starts
1: the story with her macing him. Like, how about what happened two minutes before that? Let's start the
2: story there.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Terrence. Listen, you you agreed to the article. We're just reading it. That's all. I mean, all. not
2: only did you agree to it, you spoke, Like after you agreed, you spoke into existence, bro. You, like, said, this care. is my life. He nah, don't care. Terrence
1: gives no fucks It's hard out here for a pimp
2: <laughs> And with that We're gonna take a quick break <laughs> And we'll be right back with more Fan
3: Bros
2: <laughs> Yo hey, what up This is Dart Adams When I'm not just disgusted With everything on earth
1: In general I'm listening to the Fan Bros Show Oh <laughs>
2: And welcome back, Fan Bros. I know you've been enjoying this episode. This joint is extra crazy in the spaceship tonight.
0: Esco, extra crispy refresh.
2: Man, and if you thought we were going to calm down after that, you forgot about our favorite segment. This week in the N Word. And as always, there were tons of applicants, boy. <laughs> Your boy.
0: Why do do you want us to put you on the Summer Jam screen? Like, why?
3: Yo, they just just was like, please
2: blow me up. (laughs) Like, please blow me up. Make me a trending topic. (laughs) Like, you know, Terrence Howard, you know, he tried hard, but, you know, we already Mm. got through with him. So this week in the N word, our candidate selection. (laughs) Voted in by the people is Mr. Matt Damon himself. Matt Damon. (laughs) (laughs) Who man. Uh, Yeah, yesterday, it was yesterday when when the news first started blowing up Yeah, because Sunday night, Project Greenlight, the new season, debuted. And there was a moment that caught some people off guard. Matt Damon and... um, Effie Brown. Effie Brown, thank you, the producer of Dear White People, had an exchange because, you know, as everyone knows, Project Greenlight is a show where they are hiring a director to direct some script and it's like a reality show about the making of a movie and all the things that go into it. And so Effie had a question because she's the only black woman in a room full of white people. There are some other white women, but.
0: But she's the only black woman. She's the
2: only person of color, yeah, the only, person of yeah, color. Exactly. on the, the only whole. Black person yeah. On and, the whole yeah. creative team, everything. So she asked a question because the script contains a black prostitute. That she didn't really thought could easily descend in the trope. Who gets hit by her white White pimp? pimp. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's not
0: just that she's included, but the only person of color in the whole. And this is a comedy,
2: right? Right. This won't be some type of broad comedy. And so you have a white pimp hitting a black prostitute in your broad comedy. Mm -hmm. So she questions Matt Damon, and Matt Damon interrupts her to give his thoughts on how no diversity is about. We don't cast as.
0: Effie Brown, she pointed out that the greater
3: <laughs> Thank the, the you, issue. I, I, I had no, sorry. Sure. Yeah.
2: Because
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Effie Brown, she pointed out that the greater issue was having the only character of color be the prostitute and then she she was just trying to explain that you need to handle that character with care because like you said I didn't even realize it was a comedy first off oh but yeah she, she mentioned that you need to handle that character with care because it's, it's already wrong that this is all the representation we have but it is what it is and she says she's not saying that you gotta get rid of the character she's just saying like make sure someone plays that character with dignity make sure it's written well at least if that's what the character is gonna be mm-hmm. and she was you know she was trying to explain that point and Matt Damon literally interrupts her to tell a black woman what diversity is about, and this is verbatim. Yes, she he goes no, this is what it's about. He says it's more important that we have uh, that that people these people are cast versus people behind the scenes.
2: Yes, and what is. And Effie's face has been retweeted a thousand times. It's like one of the greatest faces of restraint ever. Because, like most people said, like I would have said, it would have taken everything in my power not to get up and punch Matt right in his smug little face. Because it's <sighs> like the fact that he could say diversity is because, um, you know, we do that with the casting of the film we're making not the production like he's saying basically that it doesn't matter that this room is filled with white people and you're the only black woman in here because if we're just all you know cognizant of this stuff we're gonna make these things but no matt what happens is if you have black producers black directors black writers everything behind the scenes you will see that reflection in it. Now, let me say something else, too, real quick. Because the clip on the internet, you know, it doesn't show the whole story. So I, myself, went and watched the whole episode of Project Greenlight, because I really wanted to make sure that his words weren't being taken out of context or anything. And what is even more effed up is that not only were they they, they were taken out of context in the fact that he doubled down because there's a segment that they don't show that's been run on the Internet. Where afterwards, because, you know, after this Effie and Matt thing happens in the room, everyone starts making pleas about, oh, no, we were offended by her, the black prostitute, too. They just
0: did that because they on TV. Hold up.
2: That ain't even the problem, though. Yeah, that was all cool because they were just trying to defend themselves. But then after that, Matt is in the confessional section of... Project Greenlight, where he's talking directly to the camera, and this is afterwards, and he says the most asinine thing when he says that, you know, I'm really glad that Effie brought this up because, you know, we really need to challenge these things to diversity and stuff, but this show is about directing talent. That's the only thing this show is about, the talent of the director. Shut the fuck up, Matt Damon. You You are making a reality TV show with a director who, who the person they cast who they gave the project to from the first episode is a complete diva. Is Only hired, he's definitely a talented director, Mm -hmm. but even in the meetings, y'all were saying this dude doesn't want the thing, but y'all hired him because he's a diva, and when he blows up on screen, you're going to get all that great footage of him having ego trips and fallouts with you and the rest of the producers and everything. So it's not about directing talent. It is a popularity contest like most TV shows and like 99% of reality TV shows. Mm -hmm. So it's complete bullshit, Matt Damon, that you tried to pull that, oh, no, this is about directing talent. Blah. Yeah, shut up, Matt Damon. You definitely win the award for this week in the N word.
0: Damn, yeah. I don't even know. I can't even follow it because you said, my you you said it." You took the words right out of my mouth, dude.
2: Oh man, yeah, yeah. Whatever to Matt Damon, you know. Congratulations on winning that. Big shout out to Trevor Noah, too, because he almost got Ugh. up in there. Because... <laughs> right. hey, hey,
0: yo, I, yo, we was re- rooting for you. Don't, I fuck wasn't. Up this, don't fuck up this early, B.
2: I was... I, I I cannot lie. I watched Trevor Noah's one comedy special that I've seen. I did not find it funny. And I also that's, thought... F-
0: but that's one. I know.
2: But I just also thought his him being this, like, uh, South African and having his views about African-Americans were real kind of funny. Like, they, they, they rang as somebody who doesn't know what he's talking about. So, it really, it's... You know, like the job he's taking is you know a real important job in TV right now, and, and it's, it's like, an
0: American job. Yeah, kind of. like and you and gotta it's like, have a great, and you
2: gotta, and like Colbert related to African Americans, he got what you know the issues Stewart, were. Stewart, John Stewart, Stewart, John Stewart. Okay, you know both same, you know great people, and <laughs> Trevor Noah, I don't know if he gets that, and he well, definitely my, you don't doesn't. know yet.
0: You don't you don't know yet. Like I, I know I said, damn this...
2: well that Trevor Noah doesn't get the problems about having oh. more women. <laughs> because Trevor Noah, <laughs> no. that, for those who didn't see it, there's a Vanity Fair. I think it's a Vanity Fair yep, cover yep. that looks like it's out of the goddamn 1960s. Yeah, it's nothing but white men on it. Trevor Noah and um my man from the new yeah Daily Larry, show, Larry, Wilmore. Larry Larry Wilmore. Larry Wilmore is on there. Both very light like skin brothers. You know, like them both. Well, I, I like Larry Wilmore a lot more, but <laughs> Tre- Trevor Noah says that women in comedy are more powerful because. You know, there's, like, people like, uh, I don't know, Tina Fey. He mentioned and Amy Poehler. Amy Amy, and Amy Schumer. See, not yeah. Schumer. And he's like, you know, this cover is progressive because we have two black people on it.
0: Now, first of all, fr- come on, man. Fuck
2: up, Trevor Noah.
0: Trevor, first of all, he, answer- he gave a response to something that wasn't the question. The question was, what is your take on the fact, like you're saying, that the fact that this is a homogenous cover, this cover, regardless of whether it's black or white, it's all men. It's a sausage fest on the cover, okay?
2: <laughs> Damn,
3: sure is.
0: And... And the whole point of the question was, where the hell is everybody else? And he goes, well, women are... The question wasn't, was were women getting shots and comedy and stuff? The question was, what the fuck is up with this cover? And he, to me, he didn't... One, didn't answer the question. Two, deflected it onto something that was also built in, in, in false information. Because that's not what it's about, Trevor, whatsoever. And like I said, I'm, I'm really sad that he just messed up this early on before did the show even start yet no no, no, it's, yeah. no. it's like
1: on the 28th or something no and Ooh. this follows like you know when people when he was named as the daily show the new daily show host they went back and found all these like you yeah, know yeah. sort of quote unquote like fat girl jokes mm-hmm. and all this like he's, a, very, he's gonna say you know, questionable stuff he's a comedian, yeah whatever yeah. no no of course but it's like so he's trying to change that image and he just sort of put his foot in his mouth. I you mean, know? this was an opportunity for him to to it,
2: to, you know. Yeah, and it wasn't that he was like you know, it put in, It's so just weak, is what it's it just is. Weak. It's, it's not just for a weak mouth. It's, it's, ass answer. It's just thank like one of them. Like you're contributing to the problem, bro. Don't give me that. We have two black people on the cover, and so it's, in
0: 2015. No, but that's what I'm saying. And he tried like he when he went about explaining it, he said it as if it was real progress. Yeah, he was like, yeah, yo, we got two black folk on the cover. Like, okay, Hotep, that's not what it's what we're here for.
2: <laughs> in the immortal words of Dave Chappelle, nigga, please have a big bowl of it, uh, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah, yeah, please. Coke Dude. and a think, smile, think, and shut think the about, fuck Maybe up. you
0: need to you need to go to some classes or something.
2: All right, we're gonna take a quick break because it's getting a little hot in the spaceship right now. We'll be right back with more Fan Bros show. Yo, Chico, have you heard about Fan Bros doing those big events at New York Super Week? Yeah, I heard about that. When is that? October fifth, sixth, and seventh. All three nights. All three nights. All different events. All different events. All live. All live. All live. Tell the people about them. Well, first up on October 5th, we got Attack of the Con, Star Wars versus Star Trek. Then October 6th, it's the Black Girl Nerds versus Fan Bros Live podcast. And on the 7th, it's the Fan Bros present the Crossplay Cosplay Contest. Crossplay Cosplay? That's right. You can find out more about that and the rest of these dope-ass events at NewYorkSuperWeek.com. Con! <laughs> I hope you've been enjoying this episode of Bros Show. We have a very special guest in the spaceship tonight. The author of the critically acclaimed Captain Marvel, the independent, pretty deadly, and bitch planet. We have tonight in the spaceship, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Woo!
3: Woo! Welcome. Hello,
4: hello.
2: Oh. Hello, how you doing out there?
4: I'm doing all right.
2: All right. Well, thank you for joining us here on Fan Bros Show. We have uh, Ben Amin, Tatiana, and Chico Leo in the spaceship tonight. What up? And, you know, right off the bat, yo, we got to, because, like, your name has grown so much in recent years. It seems like you've been around forever. But in reality, you've been working behind the scenes for a long time. And it was, like, recently you really just burst out to the forefront. So how have you been dealing with, like, just suddenly becoming this superstar in comics?
4: Um oh crap, am I a superstar? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got people doing tattoos of your characters and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh
4: yeah, I don't know. I mean it's pretty easy to keep your ego in check, I think. Uh first of all, uh I am on the internet, so mm-hmm. uh the internet provides my ego checks. Really. Right.
3: right. <laughs>
0: yes. Um we know that very that's well. Not a
4: problem. And then also but you know, being like a comic book writer is not quite a it's it's not the same thing as being a rock star, you know. It's not like uh, like we we refer to it in our household as being comics famous. So like in a certain space, you're a big deal for like ten minutes. But if you cross the street to get ice cream, like n- nobody cares.
1: But that's know? the best of both worlds. Although,
4: although I get made at IKEA. Every single time I go to IKEA, what I don't is know what with, that is. Is it the about. Swedish
0: connection? Like what? What, what, is, what is it about IKEA? I have no. I cannot <laughs> figure it out. Everyone
4: who goes to IKEA reads comics.
1: Comics like, fans are like always princess. redecorating.
4: Yeah, I guess. I, Everybody spent all of their money on comic books, and now they have to buy uh, particle board furniture, <laughs> <laughs> including me.
0: <laughs> I'm at IKEA frequently. Maybe there's something no. in the meatballs. I don't know what people doing it. I don't know. It is
4: it is the weirdest thing. Um, although hilariously, uh, somebody who was checking me out at the cafe at the IKEA. Speaking of the meatballs, um, had a uh, she had a tattoo of uh the Marvel um logo on on one side of her neck and the DC logo on the other side of her neck. Wow. And I wow. uh, I suggested that she should get uh image on the back of her neck <laughs> and, uh, and she she just looked at me like i was a crazy person yeah. right the, so the woman with like the, mo- the yeah with the, the logos person, on her neck the one time cause... it would have been of, of some benefit to me to actually have been made at ikea she like she had no idea who i was right. i was like i'm i'm just gonna skulk away like a weirdo now
0: so tattoos of other publishers are out of the of, of dc and marvel okay but anybody else out of the question
4: yeah yeah
0: i was like i thought i made a funny joke.
4: No, no, she was not. She, wasn't, amused <laughs> she wasn't
0: a please or muse. So, you know what? What, what you're saying now reminds me. Um, there was a recent Vanity Fair article called Why um, the Future of Women in Comics um, mm-hmm. and something about it helps to be terrifying. And you, you made a good point about, to me, I took it, I'll tell you how I took it when you said that. I took it the fact that you pretty much can't take no mess, if you will. You have to come out strong. If you're already a strong writer, strong artist, whatever the case is, just come out and do it, regardless of what other people think or feel. Um, Now, that whole title, The Future of Women in Comics, Like, do you feel like you are the future of women in comics? Or would you say that's even... I am 45 years old. (laughs) (laughs)
4: So, I don't... I mean, the future needs to be younger than that <laughs> i don't know i mean maybe you know, like uh, uh noelle stevenson or kate leth or uh you, you know i don't know i'm any of a number of people who are going to write to me and wonder why i didn't mention their name um could be uh, the the future of women in comics uh um i don't know i am a woman in comics i don't want to shoulder anybody's anything um That's good. i just happen to be a, a, a sort of loudmouthed woman in mm. comics so
1: well you're certainly the now of women in comics
4: sure i'll take it
1: right it's
4: better than being the yesterday i guess
1: absolutely um
4: but you know there's a lot of women working in comics right now um and that is a good thing there was a few years ago at new york comic-con where they used to have to like pad out the the women of marvel panel so you know in in the way it was expressed was like well you know we want to show the 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 breadth of all of the different positions that you can work in. That is true, and that is great, but...
1: They would bring in the marketing people and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: like literally. Yeah. Um, uh, who are important, hardworking, amazing people. And I don't mean... it It is absolutely not disparaging at all, but it is clearly trying to mask... Uh, it, it was rather clearly trying to mask an issue. Yeah. And uh, uh, and then the last time I did the Women of Marvel panel at New York Comic Con, which was last year, I think. I don't know, years blend together now. I think it was last year. There were so many women creators on stage, I literally did not have a place to sit. I like. Mm. I gave my chair to uh, a lady who didn't have a chair and, uh, and sat on the floor. I mean, it wasn't like the floor, it was like the stage, but you know what I mean, the floor of the stage. Why did I correct that? It's very important <laughs> that you understand the details.
1: When when I was coming up, the only women it seemed like in comics, there there were maybe one or two editors, um, you know, Louise Jones and Nacenti, uh, you know, people like that. But it seemed like women were funneled into the coloring you know right. um, and and i'm just wondering why why was that because it, 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 do you have i mean i know you don't have like a definitive answer but, but why was that sort of where women were funneled in the sort of creative side of things or I'm, i don't know if they were you know quote unquote funneled but that's where you seem to have find women in the 70s and 80s in in comics you know
4: i have so many theories uh, this is uh, no let novel. fly let
1: us yeah no but absolutely
4: both as it, it, as readers and as creators women have always been present and it's sort of this myth that like you know that for a while people were fond of saying that like uh you know oh, women don't read comics because they're not very visual i was like really can you explain fashion magazines right right like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my life um we're just we're just not visual thinkers shut up (laughs) um so, so then there was the thing that on the readership side right where there's I mean, Google targeted marketing sometime if you want your brain to explode. Mm. But because of targeted marketing um, books, women will read things that are or buy things that are marketed to men, but men do not read or buy things that are marketed to women because uh, women are low stature, low status in our culture and Mm. men are higher status Mm. And nobody wants to aspire down or or cross-identify down. So women will identify with male protagonists because it's identifying up and also because we are only 15% of the protagonists. And so by necessity, we have learned that skill, but men are not asked to learn that skill. No. um and that you know and that hurts all of us
2: so now this is what the studies are saying or is this like because that just seems crazy to me like, but that's true
1: no it's true i mean women will go with men to an action movie more than men will go to to with a woman
2: to a what is considered a so, woman's picture uh, okay yeah. I, I can i can see that but that's still i mean that's just such a fucking shame really like
4: Yeah, no, and it ends up being a uh, like look at the way seriously Google targeted marketing, and you will learn more than you want to know. Uh, And but the thing is that targeted marketing works, and in a capitalist society, we go with what works, you know. And I don't want to blame anybody for trying to make money, but it's ended up backfiring in a lot of important cultural ways, including limiting the contributions and marginalizing people. So that is on the readership end, and I've turned this into a really academic conversation and. You know, uh, I don't know how appropriate that is for a spaceship, but no, no um, that's cool.
0: No, we take listen. We talk about everything here.
4: All right. Um, but then on the hiring side, so you know, there's a, a lot of there have always been a lot fewer women creators because of when comics came to mm-hmm. be a real industry in our country and mm-hmm. how many women were in were simply in the workplace and preferential hiring practices for men. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it becomes the mm-hmm. sort of thing where it's like you. Comics got to ship every 30 days. And when you are trying to break the hiring habits that you have, it is very difficult to do because the easiest thing to do is to hire, you know, if you're going to, you need to hire somebody, you know, or somebody that knows somebody that, you know, because you have to Mm -hmm. be able to depend on them because these, the train got to leave the station. You
2: well, know that is so true because like I I'm I'm probably the biggest comic reader of our crew right here and there are so many times I'm not gonna name anybody's name but there are certain creators where I'm like yo how are you still getting work like you know I was reading your work like 20 years ago maybe but for real and then like but what you just said is so right it's like people just have that trust okay they know I you know if I hire a strike you can deliver a script in 30 days so you but, yeah. man. you know
4: and sometimes it's it's like there are some people that are just machines they're just yeah. super dependent You know, and um, and and that is especially for big two books. That's always going to trump everything else, because, you know, look at like it hurts your sales if your book is late. And believe me, look at Bitch Planet's calendar and and you will see that I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, It hurts. But and so, you know, you know, if you are you can make that decision to eat that because, you, you know, you have a a different priority. If you're a smaller, you know, I, I, at image, I make all the decisions about my book so Mm -hmm. I can make that call, um, at, uh, DC or Marvel. Um, that book's going out the door. If we got to bring in another artist to finish it, if those last three pages are going to be somebody else, that's fine. Out it goes, right. You know, uh, we got shareholders to answer to and quarterly, you know, and like, it is a, corporation with a capital C and Disney does not like, well, we wanted, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't it's a business. It's a business at the end of the yeah. day.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. It's an image as
4: well, but, but I'm in yeah. it in the, I am making the decision based on, you know, I want this book to be in print in a lot for a long time. And I don't want it. It is more important to me that, you know, we get this segment, right. Or that we have the team stick together so that, you know, that we have that when I'm signing that, trade 10 years from now, it's not disposable. You know, I don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, I remember what happened. We couldn't get that in on time. I wish I'd done better on that, you know?
1: Yeah, there, there was a Batman in the nineties where they actually just ran the faxed layouts that the uh, the artist had faxed in that were Jeez. actually just layouts. And there was a Are huge, you serious? Yeah, it was Shadow wow. of the Bat, I believe. It was one of the bat books. And uh they literally ran wow. the actual, you know, faxed layouts because this was when things they would fax the layouts and then the pencils would get FedExed, and uh and it was a huge outcry. I think they actually like, you know, there was a, a big kerfuffle where they had to make the book returnable to the retail. And they had to apologize to the fans. And it was because they were, you know, they were running late. And uh, they thought that was a better idea rather than having it be a jam book with like 11 different artists doing one page each.
4: Monthly comics is hard. It It is. It's super hard to keep the quality up and get a book out every 30 days. And there's so much involved in the production of a book that isn't actually just the writing or the drawing, you know, and I, and, and, like a, a lot of people wag their fingers at me about how, you know, well, you know, it's it's hurting bitch planet that you're not keeping your calendar. And like, really, I, I didn't know that that hadn't occurred to me. Like, yeah, I know, Um, uh, you know, I got bills to pay. I'm very aware. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Speaking of bitch planet, I've actually uh, I bought the first issue. I didn't even know that you were the author of it. It was one of those things where I just saw the name and I was like, OK, I got to check that out. And Mm -hmm. I I bought the first issue, and I immediately went over to this donut shop that's around the corner from the comic book shop, and left it in there. So shout out to whoever got my number one, a Bitch Planet. I went back to the store and (laughs) bought another one though. So I did (laughs) end up getting uh, Bitch Planet. Somebody got a free copy, but yeah, I also just want to like commend you on it because, like you said, there's so much that goes into a comic, and I love how you have like your editorial in every issue. You have the editorial from the feminist author in every issue. You have, like, the bat page with all the little ads, like an old school comic. It's just a really, yeah. like, it's a value for your money. And then not beyond value, it's like, who fucking does that? Who put, like, that, I'm just so happy. Like, who puts a feminist editorial in a comic book? Like, yeah, that's dope. That's amazing. So I just really want to thank you for that. And also ask you, what's the reaction been like, like? Has it all been praised or how's it going? Oh god
4: no. Oh god no. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh you know, people either uh, uh like that that is not a book people are like, meh, you know, it, it is a book that they're that they either get the tattoo or they write me hate mail.
3: Mm. You know? Mm. I mean
4: it's it is a uh, there is there's very little in between. Um the the closest to in between I get is the the like we love this book but it's hurting it that it's late you know that um uh which is you know clearly my obsession right now um <laughs> but uh but yeah no there is there is no n- nobody se- seems to be like i could either take it or leave it or at least those i don't hear from those people maybe that's the thing maybe the that you know i only hear from the people who are either inspired to Get the tattoo and send me pictures, or or you know, um, talk to me at conventions, or send me hate mail. That might be it. It may be the people who are like, meh, I just don't don't write.
2: Okay, what inspired like you to write the editorials and to have the author put her own editorial in it in Bitch Planet?
0: Well, comics are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that you're giving like the most realist answers to all the questions. Yeah, you know,
4: they're like I'm asking 3.99 now. We we bumped up the page count to uh 40 pages mm. so we we could make the the back matter a little more dense because we get so many letters and I'm so in love with the community building that's happening um that I, I really want to support that. So, we raised the price uh 49 cents and added eight more pages of back matter. But what I'm, I mean, ultimately for, you know, four bucks or even when it was at three fifty when we were initially making these decisions, I don't like a book that like we, I can curse, right? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. I, I don't like a book that I can get through in one shit, you know? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a quotable right there. <laughs> yeah. Like I want it to be something that, I, I love the thing I love about comics is how as a reader, I mean, there's a lot of things I love about comics, but one of the things I love about comics is how um, as a reader, I control the pace mm. and I can spend as much time lingering over the storytelling and the world building as, as I want.
3: Mm.
4: Um, and I can, you know, uh, pretty deadly and bitch planet are both books that I think reward rereads. Um, there's a lot in the background in both of those books. Um, There's a lot of, there's a lot of funny stuff in the background in bitch planet. Um, And I, and in, in the back matter and it particularly on those back pages, I wanted to not waste anything. I wanted to use all of the real estate I had to expand the world. So like on the back of bitch planet five, there's a public notice there about, changing the voting laws in that world and that's like a real thing that's happening in that world and it's not necessary that you know about it but it helps you to understand the political situation
0: no that makes perfect sense i mean that, that gives the reader more insight and like you said that i think that's is appreciated that you try to include that much detail and additional information like that's necessary
1: do you think the voting thing did jerry brown read bitch planet and that now in california they're automatically <laughs> uh they're automatically you're registered as soon as you turn 18 i i, yeah. I think is that happening out there in california and once you get
0: a, once you get a license a license um you automatically get registered right uh i think that's great but in
4: in bitch planet uh it's you have to uh they don't allow for write-in candidates anymore you have to vote for one of the pound. Pa- Candidates that is approved and listed on the ballot, and voting is compulsory. Mm. Um, mm. So you you are not allowed to not vote.
1: Yeah, I'm down with that. Actually, as uh, yeah, uh, crossing over to our real world as well, I think I think voting should be compulsory also, and we should get the well, day and we should get the day off.
4: Yeah, I I'm with you on the day off, right? But I don't think it should be compulsory because I think not voting is an act is a vote i mean not not yeah. saying you know uh, i i there was a time and there was a time in my life when i didn't vote because i didn't think it mattered right um uh which you know i i would also like for you i mean I, I ideally i would i would like to outlaw like you know dumb shit reasoning like that but yeah. um then you'd have to you know outlaw 20 year olds and i don't think that works i was just gonna um, say
0: that's such a young like way of thinking that oh it doesn't matter you know there's millions and millions but I'm like when you when you get older you really start seeing how it works or does not work then you get a yeah. better understanding
4: yeah my uh, my thing was like uh, oh you know whose president doesn't really affect my life mm. and then uh, George W Bush got the presidency and I was like oh I'm sorry lesson learned right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> too late to move to Canada <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: so. Um, But, you know, but I think that there are particularly in this instance where write-in candidates are no longer allowed and it's only those who are... approved to be put on the ballot and in a under the new protectorate like not voting in that case is is um is a statement in in and of itself and um i mean i would if if voting voting were compulsory i suppose it would still you could still not vote as an act of civil disobedience um i don't think we probably have the resources to
1: Well, well i was gonna say what would you say to a uh kanye west donald trump uh you know, uh, was that 20, 2016 or 2020 that Kanye said he was going to run? I mean, what if those are our choices?
4: Um, I would say <laughs> Zutalor <laughs> because I would be living in France. Right.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no Kanye West for you?
4: I don't know. I'd, I would vote for Kanye over uh, over Donald
2: Trump. Yeah, that's an um, easy one.
4: Yeah. Uh, I think Kanye. There are things to like about Kanye. That said, um, my husband worked with Kanye oh, a really? few years back.
0: What did he do with? Yeah,
4: he worked on a video of his. Or well, he he actually worked on a video of Commons that Kanye also worked on, and he was not a particularly gracious employer. <laughs>
2: We are not uh, surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somehow somehow that's not surprising. Mm, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah.
4: yeah. So I don't know if I really want him for a diplomat in chief. He or... also doesn't
1: strike me as a good delegator. Like he's gotta do everything <laughs> yeah. himself. That that would be I think yeah. a really big problem.
4: But, you know, at the same time, I think he has some interesting ideas, and I think – like, I genuinely do think he has some interesting ideas, and, and I think that uh, uh, he's he does not seem to be allergic to speaking truth to power. Um, so Mm-mm. I like him as a celebrity. I don't know if I need him as a politician.
2: Right. Yeah. But, uh... I don't like Donald well, Trump. I would
4: hella vote for him over Donald Trump.
2: Right? Yeah, because I don't like Donald Trump as a celebrity or a politician. Right? So- I <laughs> mean, did did you
1: think Donald Trump would still be like two, three months into it would be leading the Republican? I mean, you know, like I no, mean, no, no.
4: And it- but and there's there's and I have such mixed feelings about this. Right. Yeah. Because part part of me is like, oh my god, this is fa- this is the best thing that has happened for the Democratic Party like ever. You know, but then I'm a Democrat and I know we have a gift for fucking it up.
3: Oh, yes. Yes. oh yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's uh, Hillary's a terrible candidate right set now. For yeah.
0: Up.
4: Yeah. So I'm like, shit, if we fuck this up, Donald Trump is our president. Yeah. And- <laughs> oh, God. So you made that notion even more real. Damn.
2: Woo. All no, right. God,
4: I, don't, I don't. I can't even. Like holy shit, but it's it's still early. It's but still so, really, but really if
1: if if voting wasn't compulsory, like literally, the, Donald Trump can only become president because forty or fifty percent of people are going to vote. If one hundred percent of people voted, Donald Trump couldn't be president. I think. Uh, uh i wouldn't be so sure you
2: need to leave that. new york more chico no, yeah that's
1: true but no how long
4: has it been since you've been to walmart yes i've, I've
1: actually <laughs> i've actually never been in a walmart in my life
0: <laughs> all right well there it is i don't know how to
1: drive i've literally been you know in new york for the last you know yeah 40 years yeah
2: you need to get out more chico because trust me if 100 percent of americans voted donald trump would have a good chance like mm. Yeah. Oof, all right, we're going to have much more with this with Kelly Sue DeConnick. But we're going to take a quick break right here and we'll be right back with more Bros. This is DJ Maceo, a.k.a. Dr. Spot. You know what it is. It's your boy, Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Nada Brahma. Hey, yo, 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 this is foul Munch.
0: Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Gene Grey. What's up? This is Spike
1: Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York.
2: This is Axel Alonso, editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, when I'm not sitting at my desk ruling the comic book universe, I'm listening to Fan Bros.
0: Welcome back, Fan Bros, to this killer episode of Fan Bros Show. We welcome back Miss Kelly Sue DeConnick, the badass herself. And we have some more questions for you. You ready? I'm ready. All right. So I noticed that in another interview, you actually thanked Cookie from Empire and Furiosa from Mad Max for being complex female protagonists. And it seems like now that's the new wave. And, I, and I'll explain later what I mean. But Hollywood seems to be looking for that now, or at least uh, uh, verbally they're looking for that now. Do you think this is yeah. just a phase, or this is actually a turn at something greater? It depends on how much money it makes. Ah. <laughs>
3: Real Preach. shit you ever spoke, man.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, no, I mean, what I was, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't thanking the characters for being who they are. I was saying, I was acknowledging the characters as being the reason when I did a, a round of generals in LA mm. recently, um, every meeting I took uh, talked about how long they have been dying to get shows with uh, a complex female protagonists on the air. And I was like, really? Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, right. Uh, But, uh, you know, I mean, it's I don't blame them. It's it's again, it goes back to their their job is to make money. Right. Right. And um, we got it. What we had to figure out is how to marry making money and making the world a better place Mm. so that those interests overlap. Um, Because corporations are not people and corporations are never going to choose making the world a better place over making money. It's got to be in their best interest financially in the long run because that is all they do. That is what they exist to do. And the fact that those Empire and Mad Max were so wildly successful is the only reason that that was the opening salvo in every general that I took this week or this month or last month or mm-hmm. Jesus, whatever the <laughs> hell that was. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was what I was tipping my hat for. Um, gotcha. But yeah, no, I mean it's it's look, television was far more progressive in the 1970s than it is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, think about it, like I love to bring up one of my favorite shows growing up was um, Good Times, and uh, there were only what three? St- I was born in '70, so there were only three channels that, that we watched. So a good portion of the country watched Good Times, and everybody, I'm you know. I'm so white, like, I reflect light. Um, (laughs) Seriously, it's bad. Um, But I identified, like, Florida was a really important figure to me. Yeah. Like, she was was a really important maternal figure to me. And James was important to me. And Penny was important to me. Penny, Penny Roll in Bitch Planet is named for Esther Roll, who played uh, Florida,
1: Wow. Yeah.
4: Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I don't think people really realize like more people watched like good times than watch empire now because there were only 3 channels. Like yeah. it, the amount of Americans who watched all all of those shows in the 70s and uh, you know what's happening and I mean it's just so much more and, and and it's one of the downsides of having all the choices that you have now. Um I mean yeah
4: so so everybody can sit and just watch reflections of themselves.
1: Right. Um, exactly. You know, and we never
4: have to challenge our perception, we never have to learn to cross identify. Like I mean I love I love that the pie is being broken up into smaller pieces, but there's a loss as well. Um, I don't have an answer, but it's a thing to think about.
1: Is it happening in comics too? Um, you know, because it used to be they would cancel a, a book if it got 500,000, you know, if it fell below 500,000 copies, and mm-hmm. now I don't even know, is anything selling 500,000 copies?
4: Um, it, its We've had a couple hit those numbers, but there were, like, loot crate orders involved.
3: Right. F-
4: numbers are creeping back up, but yeah, I mean... That, that practice, like, you know, we got to make more money. So that's what was killing the mid-list there for a while, right? It, it was a thing that was like, okay, these top 10 books sell these ridiculous numbers, like crazy wonderful numbers, and then um, everything in the mid-list is not making the same kind of margins. So instead, what what we're going to do is we're just going to make more of these books that are in the top 10, and we're going to double ship. And so theoretically, then, we're going to be selling... We're going to be making more money because we're going to be selling. If we can sell, you know, a hundred thousand copies of this Avengers title, let's sell a hundred copy thousand copies of this Avengers title and this Avengers title. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And so, uh, so midlist books were dying and midlist characters were dying. Um, but there's an interesting thing about the re- the this, this sort of secondary rise of image comics. And oh my god, I feel like I'm getting so boring. But <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> this is all uh, so really interesting. And uh, one thing that's happening with this this sort of return of of image or second wave image or third wave or whatever the hell we're on is uh as an indie creator my my margins my math is very different right so uh I can sell twenty thousand copies of an image book and make a lot more money which I can then put back in the book than I do selling twenty thousand copies twenty thousand copies of a Big 2 book is probably going to get canceled.
1: Right. Yeah.
4: 20,000 yes. copies of a uh of an image book is is a great solid number. You know, and I'm coming out of the the gate, my number ones are doing more than twice that. You know, and then the nature of our business is that, you know, with with rare exception, you never do better than your number one, but it it's fascinating to see like okay, so because the math isn't the the math and the scale are entirely different in this world. I can do things. I can, I can marry financial success and, um, artistic integrity. Not that I'm saying that please, please no one interpret this as being, uh, uh, like you can't have artistic integrity at the big two. You totally can. I did what I felt like was some really great work at the big two. And I know, um, a lot of other people, including people who live under my own household.
3: Um,
4: (laughs) Who have also done some uh, uh, work that they cared about and were deeply invested in at uh, at the big two, but but things like you know having feminist essays and and uh, using the book for prompting conversation and to not be afraid to be a hot button, we can take those chances because to keep going, we have a much lower th- sales threshold than they have. They have to appeal to a broader audience they have to be more concerned about who's going to be offended, you
2: know.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense.
2: All right, well you have survived the interview segment of fan Bro show and now it's time for the Brap segment, the rapid fire questions.
4: Uh-oh, okay. Do you like, a buzzer? Is there a buzzer? If you want to buzz yourself, you can.
2: <laughs> I don't have a buzzer. Yeah, All right. We, we can't afford a buzzer over here so no. Nah. <laughs> All right, so are you ready?
4: I I don't know. Hey, I used to have, I I ordered a bell. I ordered a (laughs) bell that said, like, reset button. I don't know if that ever showed up. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Let's go on.
2: (laughs) No problem. All right. Number one, the Falcon or War Machine?
4: Rhodey's Hot Like Fire.
2: Word Up. Oh, like it. Yep.
4: All right. Luke Cage or Black Panther?
1: (sighs) Luke Cage. The Wire or Breaking Bad?
4: Oh, The Wire.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> Confident. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Magneto yeah, no or Professor X?
4: <laughs>
2: Magneto. <laughs>
0: Alien or apes for world takeover? Which one?
2: What Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Aliens or apes for world takeover?
0: Oh,
4: oh, uh, apes probably apes.
2: Judge Dredd or Judge Judy? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Listen, um, uh, I would ordinarily go dread, but my father in law just passed away, and uh, uh, and and Dennis, God love him, had a huge thing for every judge show on television. <laughs> right. uh, he watched all of them, and oh my God, there are a lot.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so uh,
4: so I'm I'm gonna go Judy for uh, for Den.
2: Okay, nice. All right, Star Wars or Star Trek. <sighs>
0: I like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. But you gotta choose one, like the Twist commercial. One side. All right, Trek. Yay! <laughs> Join me. Join me on the light side. Okay, so since you said Trek, Kirk, Picard, or Cisco? Or Janeway.
2: Yeah, or Janeway. Janeway. <laughs> Love it. Right away. Nice.
1: What's your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? And there are a lot. <laughs> this is
0: a trick question. <laughs> oh, 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 damn. I love that answer. Yo, she's so real. So real.
2: Ooh, all right. Um, The Fresh Prince on the Cosby Show. <laughs>
4: oh, the Fresh Prince. <laughs> uh, we were just talking last night. Like, what a fucking bummer it is.
2: <laughs> I like, I I'll
4: can't say. remember. Matt was going to make some Cosby reference. He was like, shit, I can't make Cosby references anymore. Nope. Like, oh.
1: No, it's tight.
4: I'm so mad at him.
1: But Cliff Huxtable didn't do anything. Only Bill Cosby did. Mm-hmm. And Cliff yeah. Huxtable has to suffer. <laughs>
2: What? <laughs> oh well. <yeah. laughs> all righty then. But you know
3: what? I
4: own a copy somewhere of Big Willie Style, so like I don't know who I'm judging. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> na 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 na.
2: yeah, um, yeah. All righty.
0: Uh, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Uh,
4: uh instant transport. What, what? What would that be called?
2: Teleporting. Uh,
4: teleporting. That's the one.
2: And all right. What fictional character death struck you the worst?
4: Huh?
1: In any in any genre, in any medium, you know what what fictional character death? You know, some people say Jean Grey. Some people say you know I don't know. Some you know Lassie, or no, not Lassie, oh. Old Yeller.
0: Damn, you're killing
4: Lassie. Oh, um, uh, I, I'm I'm. This is I think there's probably a stronger one. Um, but off the top of my head, um, uh, uh God, was it uh Henry on Mash?
3: Oh wow. Wow.
2: wow. wow. Yeah. I think that's the first time Mash has come up on right. this show. Yeah.
1: But he went down over the sea of Japan, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Don't break yeah. her heart again. Off yes. The panel. Yes, <laughs> it, exactly. Radar comes in and delivers the news. <laughs> yeah. I'm so Can
2: mad I to
4: the Mash podcast. is my favorite show. Right.
2: Wow. My mom was like, she's the same way. She was a yeah, huge my MASH mom fan. And I, I watch it because of her, definitely. Wow. That's I watched so mad good. episodes of MASH, I can't lie.
4: It's so damn good. It's so good. It holds up, too.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So fast zombies or slow zombies? I'm
4: so over zombies. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that answers that. Yeah. All right. Well, Kelly Sue, you have survived the BRAP segment. You survived the interview with Fan Bros Show. Please let all All the fans out there know where they can find you at.
4: Okay. I am on Twitter, at Kelly Sue, at symbol K-E-L-L-Y-S-U-E. I am on Tumblr, at Kelly Sue, K-E-L-L-Y-S-U-E, dot Tumblr, dot com. For some reason, there is no E in Tumblr because internet, I guess. (laughs) Um, those are the big ones. I'm on Instagram too, but I always all <laughs> it's like pictures of my kids. Oh, mm, I know. Thank
0: you, you guys. Thank
2: you. Like no, thank you thank very you much. So much. Thank you so much I'm for coming on the I show.
0: Bored anyone terribly? No, no. You gave great behind the scenes information. So yeah, I'm sure everyone will love that.
2: All right, fan bros, we're gonna take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more fan Bros show.
0: My name is Jamie Brodnax from Black Girl Nerds, and when I'm not tweeting about nerd culture, I am listening to The Fam Bros Show.
2: And welcome back, internets. I know you've been enjoying this jam packed episode. Big shout outs to Kelly Sue DeConnick for joining us in the spaceship tonight. Salutes and love. And now it's time for one of my favorite segments the Guac is Extra Geekly Asked Questions.
0: This week we have our Guac question from Super Bad Larry on Twitter. He asks the fan, bro, Sup, fam? Do you like stories where the villains and their motives are not really explored? Most of the time, we get colorful villains or a group of villains, and sometimes these characters steal the show. Think of people like Vader, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Brigitte Nielsen's character from Beverly Hills Cop. (laughs) These are some uh, interesting um, choices, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm just always a bit taken aback when the first time you see a movie, you realize, oh, this is only from a hero's perspective. Um, Other movies like Battleship, Edge of Tomorrow, Cowboys vs. Aliens is all from the hero's perspective. I guess this works, al- works, but it makes me think for something like Star Wars, was it good partially because the Empire has great characters or is there a version of the story that we haven't seen yet? I think Star Trek, pl- excuse me. Well, this makes me think, is Star Wars good partially because the Empire has great characters or is there a version of the story where we only see it from the perspective of the good guys?
1: So I think in general, it's always much more interesting when you do get the bad guys when when they have a legitimate motive. So like, why is Sauron trying to take over Middle Earth in The Lord of the Rings? He has no motive.
2: Like, so it's, ex- just, it's just there's a bad guy that, they, that
0: he's inherently evil. Right, but that's Sauron that's
2: is trying to oppose um, gentrification in in Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, that's
1: a better. Like, no I mean, that's a better reason.
2: That's a better what? reason than 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 what they give.
1: Whereas something like Game of Thrones, like there are no heroes, there are no villains. I mean, I guess there are the stars but you everyone, see, the, the lines are blurred. You see, and you you yeah. see the the perspective. So I I always would like to see the the villains' perspectives. I, I I think it definitely adds. um You know, Breaking Bad was a show that everyone loved, or most people loved. That was all from the villains. <laughs> I love point Breaking of view. Bad. I just think and it's about love how how he became a villain like i think you know we we like you know we like the show because a little bit of us can identify on some level with the, the you know with Walt's reasoning why he becomes a villain um yeah the shows that just are like yo this guy's bad and he's trying to do bad things
2: it, it just yeah, it, it, it's whack. I, I, yeah. I also don't think you always need an explanation though, because I think Vader works better without having known his backstory. Yeah. Like I didn't need to know that he was a crying little kid who hated sand, because that you know <laughs> just doesn't it doesn't jive with the Vader that I've known. You know, as being this cold blooded dude, and it just I get what you're trying to say that anybody could turn into that, and that's cool and all, but I just I liked it more with the mystery. But I do got to give a big shout out, like you said, to uh, Hans Gruber because I think he's one of the greatest villains of any, you know, medium ever. Absolutely. But I also don't think I mean, you get his motive. He wants to make money, you know. But it's like you don't need his backstory. You don't get into all that. You know, he's just an awesome villain by in the moment.
1: No, but they, you know, they, the, he's complex because we're originally when we first meet him in Die Hard, we think he's like a political I read terrorist, about him in time. right? And <laughs> so you think he has all, and then slowly it's revealed that he's just a thi- but, he's but not a money. common thief. He's an exceptional thief. Right. Yes, but and, see
0: that that means that you you're. you're writing out a complex character and you're giving it yes you know that that backstory itself whether it's it's built in or they're sitting there taking you step by step the fact that it's written well that that's why you don't have to see actually see it if they can express the understanding of the character the soul of the character the energy of the character through their actions and like you said through little by little getting a better understanding of it then nah you don't need that full backstory
1: Mm-mm, not at all I mean you just you you know why Stannis Baratheon is doing what he's doing. You know why that crazy dude from Harry Potter who killed the entire you know Stark Voldemort? family. No, 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 the dude uh the, the dude who did the Red Wedding and you know like he has yes. a motive because Rob Stark dissed him yeah. and lied to him I don't know why I thought
0: Harry Potter said Voldemort no no no, no, Harry, <laughs>
1: well, no Harry Potter that guy was the janitor in yeah. Harry oh. Potter you know I, I don't remember that character's name but it just adds so much more when when the villain when you know why he's doing it so I think that's a great question I mean the only thing yeah. I, would, I would question is you know throwing in like Cowboys vs. Aliens and Battle of Los I Angeles would, I haven't with,
2: seen um, Beverly Hills Cop 2 in a long time but I don't put Bridget Nielsen on the same level right yeah right I wouldn't either. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but i think
1: it's a great question yeah and most i think definitely. it's definitely true you know like dr doom is so, you know you know where he's coming from he's one of the greatest ever because exactly of that. Yeah. you know magneto I mean one you know like all,
0: yeah I, I think it definitely depends on medium the medium that the, it's in like i said not everything doesn't have to be spelled out for you yeah. in, in, in on film whereas in books you actually have the space to maybe go a little bit deeper so most it depends
2: definitely. I do love how we didn't put this but earlier in the question you said that you never see Q plotting from Star Trek and uh, you don't see Q plotting dude because he's like an extra dimensional I was just gonna like, say
0: because he's not he's on like this he's like the beyonder
2: yeah, he's he doesn't, not on he this
0: plane right now he don't even live on the same fr- as terrence howard would say he don't even live on the same frequencies as <laughs> no, us like he's,
3: howard, he's new man. he may be
0: looking at him but he over in 2099 like or whatever the year was like you know 2899 like yeah that's a whole different guy
2: nah q don't have time to plot, bro q
0: didn't got time bro except
2: yeah. when he shows up in breaking
1: bad and allows planes to fall out of the sky
0: <laughs> what? That's
1: Jane's dad. Is cute. Jane's oh, dad on Breaking Bad wow. is cute. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He looks different. Yeah. Wow. wow. That well Q was done. a while ago. Yeah. All right. Well, big shouts to Super Bad Larry. Great question. And as always, if you have more questions, please send them in. You know where to do it at Fam Show on Twitter, or you can hit us at contact at fanbros.com. And now it's time for.
0: And this week in tech news, now that it's back, now that I'm back from the dead, (laughs) we have... Did you know Facebook is building a dislike button? I like that. Now, it's not what you think. It's not so you can downvote things, or according to Mark Zuckerberg, it's not so you can just downvote things that you don't like, but it's more so, his words, to promote empathy on the network. You notice how a lot of times people may post things that are happening in their lives that are not necessarily positive, people dying, or some news about some injustice happening in the world that... They want to share because they want to get the word out. Now, a lot of people have expressed over the years to uh, Facebook that they don't necessarily like having to press the like button. But right. there's no other way to show your either support or concern for that post. So they said that, I guess after all this time, they finally give it in and saying, yep, we're going to build this. Now, is it going to be abused? Hell, Hell yes. yes.
2: <laughs> like, to the worst. Like, I, I definitely understand what, you know, we were talking about this off air, and I understand what Chico's saying, that they need this. But this is one of the things, I'm going to feel bad. Yo, I, yo, yo, the first time I make a, like, real sincere post, and some motherfucker comes over there and hits the dislike button, <laughs> I'm going to find your ass beat. I'll let you know. Like, you know. Hey. Nah, don't be disliking my stuff, because we're going to have a problem, Holmes.
1: Yeah, think about all the breeders who are going to put their crotch fruit up on the, uh, you know, all their their children up on the pictures of their children, and people are going to start not liking those. This man just
2: called children crotch fruit.
3: That is... (laughs) Wait a minute! How did I miss (laughs) that?
0: Wow! Wait, that vibrated so differently in my... I was on another plane. That That was
2: new math again. Damn! Ooh, I think. Oh yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I, you know, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a lot of dislikes yes. for that one, but I'm gonna give you a thumbs up for that one, Chico.
1: Well, the dislike button isn't on Twitter yet,
2: <laughs> no, or Facebook. Yes. Anywhere. Thank God. And it's definitely not on our SoundCloud comments. <laughs> <and> otherwise, <laughs> woo child. <laughs> All righty. Well, I got some crazy news that I am so excited for, though. Like, y'all all all know my love of Mr. Tatum himself. And the man is not only going to be Shambit in the new Gambit film. He will now be (laughs) Schneevil. Is that word?
0: Evil Knievel. Yes. You don't know
2: Knievel? Schneevil.
0: Schneevel. Yeah. Oh, you trying to use his name? Schneevil.
2: Yeah. No, Shannon Tatum is going to play Evil Knievel in a biopic Uh, It's a. Evil evil Chenevil. Evil Chenevil. Yeah. Is um, to be directed by a Darren Aronofsky. Yeah.
3: Oh, right. Hey, I made it. Brooklyn's own Darren
2: Aronofsky. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite directors, director of Pi. um, Black Swan. Black Swan. Everyone's favorite
3: Noah. Yeah, <laughs> right, yes, Noah.
2: Pick of the week.
0: <laughs> Crazy ass movie, son. Go see it if you haven't seen it yet. Requiem Just for, for a Dream.
2: The Wrestler. 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 Lots of great films. So I'm. I mean, this is dope. I'm. I'm definitely excited for that. I think you know Shannon's is a much better actor than a lot of people give him credit for so we should see what happens with that that's, that's it is Ill. a
0: Sony Pictures film so don't hold your breath
2: yeah and also in some real quick minor news Ra- Rachel McAdams confirmed that she will be in Doctor Strange but us. she
0: mentioned that we mentioned that over the summer too yeah like,
2: but now it's like confirm no, confirm heh. you know so she actually I thought came out the best that
1: out of uh, season 2 of uh, True Detective I mm. thought I thought she pretty much came out the best
2: yeah I thought y'all hated on my boy a little too much but um I thought he Vince did pretty Vaughn? well no 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 he, he deserved all that how about to say um i can't remember my name from uh the flop
1: uh oh you mean the dude who was in friday night lights or what like i got shot yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah i thought yeah no i yeah yeah he was the, yeah yeah he was there the was worst. a lot of hate there a lot of hate a lot of hate all righty uh yo and this is the one that really just messed me up this week man because i didn't even know this shit existed uh gerard carmichael one of my favorite comedians i've mentioned him before on here he has an hbo special that i think it's still on demand, and if it is, check it out. This summer, he had the Carmichael show on the NBC summer schedule. It got six episodes. Mm -hmm. I had no idea it even existed until the other day when I found out that it got renewed for a second season.
1: So what's so amazing is that I had heard of the Carmichael show, and I assumed it was actually about the black family on the Rugrats. <laughs> so I literally only about a half hour ago found out that it, in fact, was not was not like the spinoff show of the Rugrats. I literally thought that's what it was. I'm not joking. You know, joking. I
0: halfway don't blame you because they're doing so many reboots now. Right. I, and they are rebooting Rugrats, so I, I don't know. Well, and she was the dopest of the
1: Rugrats. <laughs> that was the
2: little brown girl. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know. No. Well, I didn't even know it existed, but it's now getting a second season because the ratings were crazy. Well, actually, the ratings weren't that crazy. No, but they
0: got a lot of positive feedback. Cr- yeah, the
2: credits. And so I went and watched a few episodes real quick on demand because they're all on demand right now. Mm-hmm. It's not blackish. It's still not to that level, but I did really like the fact that it was like. It it was tackling more real world issues than blackish was and it was still being funny about them. Yes. I thought they were a little kinda like shaky on the way they tackled it and still managed to be funny. Definitely Gerard is one of those comedians though that it's you can't tone him down. Like go watch his stand up special because he is raw. You know, he says stuff that will be have you like all right, like even he's like I'm pushing the limit here, but you know on an NBC show it's kind of tough to do that. Mm-hmm. So
0: I I I watched like only an episode and a half, admittedly. So I from that bit that I watched, I didn't see what was so funny. Then again, people really built it up for me, like they really. Mm-hmm put on the, the juice, like, yo, this is so, so funny, so funny. Some, and people were saying stuff like, yo, it's, like, blackish but from the south. And I'm like, yo, this to me it wasn't that funny. But I did a like that they tackled actual real-world issues, like you said. So, like, I, I will still give it a chance and watch the full first season and then see where it goes from there.
2: Definitely. I think I watched, like, five of them the other night. So There's only six so It's it There's only six. So I got, like, <laughs> one more and then, you know, we'll see what happens when the new season. But I love Gerard, so I'm very happy for him to get a second season. Uh, unfortunately, Mr. Robinson got canceled. I didn't even know that show what? existed either. It's another show <laughs> with a black guy. Uh, Mr. Robinson, he was in, um, The World's End or the- this oh, is Keith the Robinson? Yeah. Oh, dude, I- yeah, wow. Yeah. I didn't even know he had a show either. Well, he doesn't anymore, so- Wow. Yeah. And that's why I got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and the messed up thing is they said that both of them were in the same, like, ratings level, but Mr. Robinson wasn't getting that critical acclaim, so- He's out of here.
0: Yeah, no, no. Especially if you were on Twitter anytime Carmichael Show was on, it got hella support.
2: Wow, I missed that completely. Wow, Was it that Carmichael? Because I missed that I mean,
0: it would be like trending, (laughs) it would be like number one, number two trending hashtag every time it was on.
2: I completely missed that. Sorry, Gerard. Um, Also, Arnold Schwarzenegger is replacing Trump for the new host for Celebrity Apprentice. Mm Mm-hmm. I never watched an episode before, but now- You've never seen
0: an episode? Even from the beginning? Maybe
2: one of the- No, I doubt it. No. But now I probably will because, you know, it's watching that I got to give him crop. <laughs> got to give my man love every time he's on screen other than Terminator Genesis, which was some hot mess, boy.
0: Get do the chopper. Hot ass
2: mess. Um, And now it's time for Comics, Comics I, Cop. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yo, I'm always hype about the comics I cop, but man, this week, Wicked and Divine, Kieran Gillen, Jamie McKelvey, I hope I didn't mess your names up like I always do, Color and Matt Wilson, y'all dudes are doing God's work with that comic book over there. Uh, Wicked and Divine, we talked about it before, features the story of a pantheon of gods who come back to life every 90 years or so, and in this uh iteration of them they've all adopted pop stars so they're like there's a Rihanna version there's a um Prince version. Prince, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tatiana yes. is now reading Wicked and I'm on.
0: I'm almost done with book two.
2: Nice. Yeah, the first two trades, I know you picked up.
0: Uh, and how do you pronounce the name? Inanna? Inanna. Inanna, he's my favorite because of the whole Prince things and the way he phases in and out of reality. He's um, so cute. Like I said, I don't know the whole story yet, so that. don't say nothing. <laughs> I don't know the whole story yet. But from oh. the little bit that I've seen oh. so far, he's my favorite.
2: Yeah, I, I liked him too. Um, well, in the latest issue, uh, one of the this is a very interesting issue for many ways because they use art that was done from the first, like all the art from this issue is panels that were taken from earlier issues. Mm. But they repurposed them, did different things. Like Maybe they'll show a panel like somebody's watching that panel through a TV screen. It's just a lot of remixing and stuff. There's a one scene that there's a fight scene from earlier in the issue where people are remembering the fight scene. And instead of the words that they said in the fight scene, they're, like, saying their thoughts. Like, one of the characters was like, I was too stupid to really notice what was going on while he's punching somebody. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's a crazy-ass issue in general, and they didn't, they weren't sure if they could pull it off, they said in the letters page. But what really got me in this issue is there's one page where one of the characters, Woden, I think is. Woden, he's a... The way
0: he looks like um, uh, Daft Punk? Yes, the yes, one who yes, looks Voden.
2: like Daft Punk. Woden, Vo- Woden, he's a Norse god. Mm-hmm. He breaks down patriarchy, alpha males, everything in one page. It go out and buy wicked and divine. It is one of the illest breakdowns of just our whole system and what it means to be an alpha or beta male Mm. and how that's all bullshit and how everyone suffers, you know, when we live in a patriarchal society, Mm -hmm. it's not just females who suffer, every men, everyone suffer under it. So Yo, I was mind-blown. Like, that's just one of the... This it's is a, what comics good, are about. It's
0: a great book. I mean, they
2: are the really... The yeah. great. They are fantastic. I love their Young Avengers. You know, I love Phonogram, which is out now. But this issue was... Whew. um. And real quick, and some sad news, man. Omega Men, the series from D.C., got canceled. Along with a couple of others. Like, there was a little bit of a mini bloodbath. There, yeah. Right? Like, five it, or six books got canceled. I never read Omega Men either, but... the covers alone were so dope that i'm really sad to see this grow and uh as our uh guest tonight said in an interview once she was saying you know one of the biggest things that people really need to understand and for comments I cop i just want to put this in your head pre-order your books because a store counts a sale when oh i mean The company, like Marvel or DC, counts a sale when the store orders it. And the store only orders it when you Mm pre-order. So if you want a book to not get canceled, you have to pre-order it. That's your only hope of stopping books from getting canceled because otherwise, you know, they're not going to wait for the trade to decide if they're going to cancel it or not, if the numbers aren't there in the first place. And if you don't pre-order your books... The numbers will never be there.
1: Can I just say, I actually read The Omega Men, the original one, in the Hell 80s, yeah. and it definitely had a vibe that I feel like was like the Guardians of the Galaxy movie yeah, a definitely. little bit. You yeah, know? yeah, so, Weird, outcast, yeah, heroes in space. in space and no, sort of, definitely. yeah.
2: And, like, check out the covers online for this latest series. They are absolutely beautiful. I'm not sure who was doing them, but it just hurts me to see that go just for those covers alone because that was some dope, dope work. So, yeah, that's it for comics I Copped. And now...
3: That's oh had oh, Paul well, no I didn't know <laughs> do did we did, yeah no
1: I thought I, mean, I thought Chico. we were gonna come up with some kind of intro or something like the other uh the other the other segments it's so Tatiana up, your time yes is now. okay <laughs> there's your intro. so uh occasionally I do miss shows uh, when they first premiere and I gotta go back and, and check them out and so when you t- tell someone there's a show that's got Ben Linus Cookie Lions and Jesus as the three main characters. Then I gotta go check that out, yes, and you. I'm I'm referring to, of course, Michael Emerson, Taraji P Henson, and Jim Cavazil, who are all in person of interest, which a lot of people have been talking about. And um, it basically starts out as a procedural, but a, but it's been on for four seasons. Mm-hmm. It's about to, to go into the fifth, and apparently at this point, it's a full blown sci fi show. <laughs> wow! But it's like how did stra- it get there? It's a straight <laughs> up procedural uh, in the beginning, so. That just recently came to Netflix. I I, I am checking that out. I might might periodically check back in with it just to see. And if anyone else uh, wants to start it or wants to check it out, you definitely should. But it does have a pretty monster cast. I mean, you know, like I said, you got Cookie Lyons, Ben Linus, and Jesus are your three main characters. (laughs) And so... um, I'm enjoying it so far. We haven't hit that sci-fi period yet. It's also produced by J.J. J. Abrams, so wow. it's got a lot of really quality, uh, you know, quality pedigree. As but they Cookie's say.
2: not on it anymore, right? Because I mean, I guess feeling- not.
1: I mean, she left to go to go do to Empire, do Empire. Yeah. but it's this—it's four seasons already under the belt, and yeah. so she's 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 a main character in the first three.
2: Something bad must happen to her then. So, and you know, I don't,
1: I honestly don't know. And you know how it is like they could write her out, you know, she could, you know, and then she could come back periodically. I I mean, there
0: was, at least early on, there was slight um, discontent with her and the way that they even advertise that show because many times, and she said it so herself, Cookie slash Taraji. She, right. She said the fact that every time they advertised was shown on TV, anything where they even talk about it, they barely mention her or barely show her. So that was actually a thing for a little bit. They butted heads on that for a while. So like you said, I don't know where, how they wrote her out, but...
1: Well, they're bending over backwards now to do the opposite. Now the Cookie Lions is actual, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, they're a They're probably like advertising icon. all the old episodes yeah, featuring. Like, you know, yeah, no, so it's definitely because on late. Netflix it's the three of them. Yeah. Um, and she's not as big a character as the other two. but she, I mean, she's been in every episode. But she's been
0: in, and that was her point. She's, she is a main recurring character. Yeah. Uh, even big or small, she's always there. Yeah. So Whatever.
1: I mean, there's four acts in in one of these kinds of TV shows. She's always in two or three of the acts, at least you know five or six episodes in. But yeah, so I'm taking a look at Person of Interest, everyone else out there. If you haven't watched it, check it out. I think
2: the new season's coming back soon. And uh, that's the pick of the week this week. All right, and I got to add in one real quick because I caught this, and also it relates to one of our earlier pick of the weeks, uh, the Netflix show Narcos. I caught... This movie killed a messenger on. It's on HBO on demand right now. It stars Jeremy Renner, you know, as most of you know as Hawkeye, and he plays Gary Webb, the journalist who uncovers the connection between the CIA and the Iran Contras and the drugs flowing into America and the crack ep- epidemic. Mm-hmm. And it's a true story, obviously, and. Oh, man. It's a heartbreaking movie, you know, just to say that. And the whole story is really a heartbreaking and one of those stories that makes you really question what America is really all about. It's so about I- making money. And he's <laughs> trying
1: to tell the truth, and truth gets in the way of money. And, and as this
2: movie's called, Kill the Messenger. Yep. So, yeah. And, yeah, man. But it's definitely an excellent film. I think Jeremy Renner does a great job as Jerry Webb. So go check it out, especially if you like Narcos. You really need to see this because it's a great compliment to it. So check it out. Most definitely dope. Kill the Messenger now on HBO On Demand and... Uh,
1: A person of interest. Yes. On Netflix.
2: Word up. And before we get out of here, you know we got to let you know about our Super Week events. Ooh, it's so damn crazy. Boy, that's all I can say. First up, Monday, October fifth, Attack of the Khan: Star Wars versus Star Trek. I don't want to hear about young guru's speech. Somebody just tweeted me that it don't matter because it's going <laughs> down at the Domena Center, the Ben'sequin Hall. Beautiful location, yo. Yes. Absolutely beautiful location. Jean Grey, Pharaoh Monch.
0: Quelle Chris.
2: Quelle Chris. Heat Rock. You will never see this again, folks.
0: Oh, but there's also some news we have about that.
2: Oh, that's right. The new host. Yes. And let him know.
0: The Dylan from the Decepticomics is now hosting the Star Wars versus Star Trek debate. So you know is about to be on fire.
2: In Fuego. That's All old that Cordy
1: Bastard himself.
2: Old Cordy Bastard himself will be trying to keep the varying groups from killing each other on stage. It's crazy, yo. We got all kind of giveaways. Shout out to Rocksmith. Shout out to Mass Appeal. Shout out to Atchenberger. Everybody who's jumping on. Get your tickets now for that. 715 to 845, October 5th. Benziquin Hall at the Domenice Center. Boom. It don't stop, though. It just does not stop. It never
0: stops. Tuesday, October 6th, we got the Black Girl Nerds versus Fan Bros live podcast. Not only is it a live podcast, but it is a meetup. So we definitely encourage everyone to show up, show out. And show your support for all of us here in the streets.
2: Word. And it's like, this is the one for all the geeks of color. Yes. Any color. It don't matter what it is. We need you here. We're just celebrating. You know, we're letting the folks know that we are in this joint. That, you know, you can't ignore us anymore.
0: It's a celebration, bitches. Because, again, we're going to have sponsors. Because they have gifts for everybody.
2: Yes. Gift bags. All that free swag. There's just so much. Get your tickets right now at Fanbros.com. And Chico, let them know what else.
1: And on October 7th from 8 to 9.30 at Latitude, Fanbros will be presenting the Crossplay Cosplay Contest. The
0: turn up. The gender bend. Color what? It's color bend? Race bend? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it. be
1: mind bending, gender bending,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> color <laughs>
1: bending. We're if gonna if be refracting, be- <laughs> reflecting, and refracting.
2: We're like a prism up in here. That's right. That's it's a right. Cosplay, cosplay contest. D turn up. We need everyone to come out. We're you know encouraging you know cosplayers of color. Once again, of any color, it doesn't matter. Brown, white, black, yellow. We love you all. We just want. You to come up in there, show your best cosplay, show your best crossplay, switch races, switch sexes, do whatever you want, make it ill, be yourself, and come ready to party. Because this joint, you know, the first two might be a little, you know, we're going to be chilling, talking, and you know, have a little wine and cheese. Oh, no. <laughs> At Latitude, we gonna and Latitude, we're going to get turned up, boy. We're going to have live DJs. Serato is in the house. Hercules Sound is in the house. Son. Big shout outs to Rocksmith once again. Going down. Down, so we got boy. prizes for
0: winners and stuff. Oh, right?
2: we got prizes for winners. Costume Super Center is sponsoring this joint. We're going to have, even if you've never cosplayed before, you can just come through. We're going to have costumes, mm-hmm. parts right there. Yep. We're going to have a contest for those people who've never cosplayed before. They can just put their costume together right on the spot, enter, and win. Silly boy.
0: It looks, Listen, like he said, y'all got to just trust us sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do not miss any of these events. Go to Fanbros.com. Like I say, this is a legendary week right here. The second week of Super Week and Fanbros Show. I mean, the second year of Super yeah, Week. Yeah, second
0: year,
3: yeah.
2: And Fanbros Show is putting its stamp on it. Big shout out to my homie Matt over there. At Reed Pop for taking care of us. Love you, bruh. Man, it's going down. Anything else before we get out of here, folks?
1: Rest in peace, Bergen Comics.
2: Oh, jeez, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Fold. Shout out to Tom from Bergen Comics. If you haven't heard already, they will be closing. Um, It hurts, man. But they're having a final party on September 26th that I think the fan bros will be involved with. We'll be there. You know, it it hurts me, man. Bergen Street, we love you, but, you know, we know how it goes. Sometimes things got to keep on moving. So come on out. September 26th. Enjoy. Go to Bergen Street Comics right now. Copy some comics before they're gone. Tell them we love them. Tell them Fan Bro's show sent ya. Also, real quick, want to give a big shout-out to Mash Fest. I went through their happy hour last night. I was DJing over there. Joint was live, yo. I can't even lie. That joint was popping. They was in there rocking video games, drinks, all that. I mean, it's to be almost like, you know, the Crossplay cosplay contest. But I forgot to mention, we're going to have Namco and Bandai with live video game setups. Holy- at the Crossplay Cosplay, cosplay Contest, so you can come get drunk, get your Street Fighter, your Naruto, your whatever on, boy. It's don't be a potay
0: Six times three equals delicious. Terrence Howard, mass.
2: Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> <Fat bro's> <laughs> <laughs>